Hey, everybody, and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver, and I am here with my co-host, sister, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Everybody good? Days before Christmas. Do-da. Do-da. No, that's not a Christmas song. <laughs> that's not a Christmas song. Good try. No. What are you drinking? Um, Dutch Bros, man. Oh, the only thing to drink, the best coffee house in the land. That's true. That is true. Here. Their cup says rad tidings and cheer. Can wow. you get better? Like rad type? Come on. Wow. Rad. This is obviously even. a vintage cup. Well, yeah. Developed in the 90s, back when I was a younger. Back when things were rad. Kind yeah, of back rad. when things were rad. I, I, yeah. To me, they still are, but okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We did some big time shopping and lunching today. Yes, we sure did. So that we would be ready for, uh, well, everything. But today we had to finish doing all of our shopping for Secret Santa. Because we're delivering tomorrow. So. Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, that's going to be fun. Secret Santa delivery. It's the best part. Yeah. It just, you know what happened? It just, this just annoys me that, uh, and it's my own fault because I waited till the last minute, but, uh, mm. our little guy had asked for snow pants and a toboggan. Toboggan, no problem. Snow pants, no freaking way. I checked multiple stores, no snow pants. That sucks. Yeah. I'm not thrilled about that. But, well, this town is pretty much empty though. Oh my point. gosh. Wow. Yes. I have not really like noticed supply chain issues so much around here. You know, we've heard about other places being a mess, but it really hasn't seemed to be that way here till today. Holy hell. Right. Well, and I mean, particularly the town where I live, where you were shopping today, this is the biggest, you know, metropolis in the area. It is. And yeah. We have the most shopping places. Mm-hmm. And so we are hard. Because yeah. people come in from all the little communities all around us, and they wipe us out. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah, it's uh, mm, it's wild. But today, like Target, seriously, the Lego aisle at Target was empty. There wasn't a Lego on the shelf. A single <laughs> box. Wow. Yeah. Now, not that our Secret Santa kids are going uh, without. They're not at all. It was just oh, a few extra things that uh, I wanted to pick up and couldn't get. But overall, I mean, truly, everything is totally fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So tomorrow night after uh, uh, the Psychic Hour, we're going to load up and go do our knock and run style uh, deliveries. We've done it this way for a million years. Uh, with occasionally a Santa Claus in the mix, but uh, this year I think we're knocking and running, which means basically we'll park down the street and kind of hide in the cars and we'll have people who run fast, not us, uh, <laughs> yeah. haul everything up to the steps and yeah, knock and run. And then we'll just kind of chill in the car and watch them come to the door and get their stuff. And then we'll go home. Yeah, it'd be awesome. I, I don't want to biff it because I have biffed it 
mm, a few too many times on stuff. Yeah. Secret Santa knock and runs. And I'm afraid if I did it now, it would be straight to the nursing home for me. Oh my gosh. So, me too. Yeah. Well, remember that one time. When I hit the bush? Yeah. When you tripped over yeah. that big bush. About broke I thought it was half. a pile of snow. No, it was a big bush. It um, yeah. dumped me right on my face in these people's yard that we had just knocked. Crazy. Yeah. Yep. Not good. Hopefully it's uh, uneventful. We had heard that one of our secret Santa grandmas was actually in the ICU earlier this week. Yeah. So we weren't quite sure what was going to happen, but it sounds like she's home now and everything's going to be okay. So, yeah. Crazy stuff, guys. Well, want to say hi in the chat room. Hi to GB, Cranky, Alexis. Oh, Red Girl, Language of Horses, Barbara, Fran. Good to see everybody. Yeah, Cranky says she's not running either. No, it's not happening. No. <laughs> and, and if you watched any of our earlier shows, you know I did the accidental splits a couple of days ago. And so, no. True. I am on no running um, orders yeah. from myself, also yeah. my doctor. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm still recovering from that. Have you ever accidentally done the splits? Yeah, no, it's not fun. Not, it's not good. No. I'm going to pass on doing that again anytime soon. Yeah, but the good news is now you worked yourself out. So now you could do them again if you wanted. Well, I probably could, but I'm going <laughs> to pass on that. Um, once was enough. To last me quite a long time. And it's true that like I do feel a little looser in my hips. Mm -hmm. uh, however, I did sort of, you know, do some work to some muscles that were a little uh, shocked. Was, <laughs> there was no like notice that this was going to happen to any part of my body. So no. No, just suddenly you were in the splits. I was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, Red Girl said she's visiting her son at college for Christmas. I appear to be cleaning an apartment. Oh, oh good Lord. Yeah. I wear a hazmat suit. You'll probably need it. Mm -hmm. I wear one every time I have to walk into my son's bathroom. Mm. Good oh. Lord. Cranky broke her kneecap once slipping on ice. Oh, yikes. Oh, God. And Fran said she did once did the accidental splits in an did ice parking lot. Yeah. Not I do feel feeling. as though you've torn free some things that might, I don't know, grow back. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> mm -hmm. I fell under my car once in college. Oh, I'll never forget. <laughs> I had a couple of really embarrassing falls in college. One in, was in class when we, you and I had a class together, but uh, <laughs> with the book bag incident. But this when one. When your desk was, tipped over. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell that story too, because that was pretty good, but. This was, it was icy and slick, you know, and here in Rexburg, I mean, it gets really cold and shitty in the winter. And the college was kind of up on a hill, like a lot of the parking spots were in really awkward places, you know, like not level. So I climbed out of my car and promptly fell flat on my back and fell under the car. <laughs> I was skinny then and little, and I literally fell under the car and two college boys saw me fall and ran over there and reached under the car where my head's kind of peeking out. And I'm just, you know, <laughs> I don't know what, you know, mortified and grabbed me by the shoulders and pulled me back out from under the car and stood me back up. You okay? 
like, yeah, I think so. Okay. And off they went and I went and died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah, However, so funny. I, another time, though, Christy and I had a class together. Uh, we were at the same college and <clears throat> we were both in band and we had band and then we had a health class. And the health class was mostly, it was taught by a football coach and it was mostly just football players that I think just take this class for an easy A and mm-hmm. like you didn't learn a thing in this class. It was very pointless, but super dumb. so we show up to class one day. And so I have this enormous book bag, you know how like back in the nineties, you didn't have a backpack. You had the giant bag, like the beach bag with all your shit in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had my clarinet in the case in that big bag, if that gives you any idea how big the bag was. Well, I sit down next to Christy in class and immediately drop my pencil on the floor. And why did I do this? Why? Mm-hmm. No, Still no. with the bag over my shoulder, I leaned, stood up and leaned over the desk to reach down and grab my pencil. Well, that was a horrible plan because the <laughs> bag fell over top of me, still around my shoulders, and flipped my desk. So I was just kind of doing a headstand with my feet in the air, completely trapped, pinned under the desk. And football players had to jump up and, uh, you know, basically pick the whole situation up and write me and sit me back in. Well, yeah, because there was no easy way of getting you out of that because your bag was all wrapped up with the desk and, you know, oh, my God. Legs straight in the air. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I laughed really, really hard. I Mm -hmm. admit it was really funny. Like, Mm -hmm. it was just one of those awkward, like, you would never expect something like that to happen moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it happened in slow motion. It was happening. I couldn't stop it. It just played out. And Christy's going, ah, ah, ah. But those two men just literally picked me up the desk, the bag, the whole shebang, and just turned me right again and sat me back down. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently I was a big clumsy ox in college that constantly needed to be saved. But apparently. (laughs) Yeah. Barbara played the clarinet too, huh? Very cool. We both did. Yeah. yeah. In college and high school and everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there you go. Hopefully nothing embarrassing fell out. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole package of tampons just spreads throughout the room. And in that school, that would be scandalous. That oh, would boy. Be so yes. scandalous. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I think I had pants on. So, you know. Yeah, you weren't in a dress at least. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Hilarious. I didn't uh yeah, nothing horrible happened, but <laughs> you Alexis hopes it wasn't the same boys who dragged me out from under the car. No, I think it was different. I don't know. I never looked at them again. <laughs> These boys at your school like something wrong with that girl. Watch her because she falls under shit and she gets stuck everywhere like well, and that's not even talking about the time I fell down the stairs at Porter's office supply. Oh my gosh. You guys, I've witnessed many hilarious falls. I won't even mention the one that happened at a funeral this summer. Oh my because God. It was epic as well. I don't yeah. know why I'm always present for these things, but <laughs> I've never actually pushed you down. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, there was a time I pushed you off a bridge, however. There was, yes. 
you said you wanted someone to, so I did. Yeah, I didn't actually want anyone to, but, you know. (laughs) Well, we should probably get into case updates, but yes, I'm apparently clumsy as hell and ridiculous, so now you know. (laughs) Well, it's an interesting week because there's some cases trying to wrap up. Yeah. Uh, Kim Potter, uh, the jury is still out. and And they're sequestered. Yeah. They can't go home until this is done. And so that mm-hmm. I'm concerned, man. Mm-hmm. They did well, ask on their first day, they asked the judge what happens if they can't come to a consensus. an agreement. Yeah. And the judge was like, get back in there and figure it out. <laughs> I love how the judge, that's always the judge's answer in the beginning. Yeah. Like, Don't be out here asking me this. You get your ass yeah. in there and take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Red Girl took the cake. She pushed yes, her she sister did. out of a hearse and almost into her mother's grave. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Awesome. That is definitely when I would have been laughing my ass off. So yeah, hung jury, we don't know. They have not Maybe. they're still deliberating. They haven't asked for anything now. Um, yes, those jurors are in a hotel. Well, they've asked they for a few things. Um they asked oh, yeah, for the, the gun, not today. the gun to be, uh, it was zip tied into the case and they asked for the zip ties to be removed so that they could hold the gun. Yeah. They wanted to feel the weight of the gun versus the weight of the taser, which I thought was interesting. And they mm-hmm. want have asked for some clarification on the charges, like, you know, because basically they've got to decide which charge to affix to her if they find her guilty and, you know, right, right. they want to do. Seen things kind of open there. Yeah. Do they accommodate them in a hotel? I think so. They are. They are sequestered. They're in a hotel and they cannot go home until the judge releases them. And I don't think that's going to happen until they come Mm -hmm. up with a verdict. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. I don't know. I mean, I was not expecting any of these trials to go beyond Christmas, but. Well, Maxwell will, because they are out now till Monday. I know. I oh my gosh, that just oh, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <gasps> yep, Maxwell broke today and it's not coming back till Monday. I just feel like her attorneys absolutely orchestrated this because it will be so easy for them to get a mistrial. Because how hard is it going to be to be like, well, the jurors were all with their families for Christmas and they talked about the case and now it's the you know. This is not good. I know. Well, you know, one of the interesting things, though, that the judge said to that jury was, you know, one of the things that you have to consider is willful ignorance. Yeah. You know, you don't have to say for sure that she knew, but was she intentionally turning a blind eye? Yeah. You know? Yep. I don't know. I just, I thought that was interesting. Like, hey. You know, yeah. you can't be around a situation like this for years and years and years and not know something. Like, don't forget that. Mm-hmm. That sort of willful turning a blind eye kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, I don't know. Jackie, Ashley, Gigi, Mary. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Yeah. Right. And I'm, I am very glad the judge said that because truly, that's that's what you have to consider at this point. I don't think Maxwell's walking. 
But I will say it's interesting at this point because had they exonerated her like, you know, today, she could have been home for Christmas. I know. Now she not. She's going to sit in jail for Christmas. She is. And yeah, I'm just very confused. Sorry, I'm trying to fix my uh, yeah. stuff here. Yes, she's um, turning 60 on Christmas. That's right, JR. Thanks for that. Yep. Well, at least she doesn't get to do that not in prison. Yep. But it is concerning. Like, I don't like this. I don't like that they are having trouble coming to a consensus. Yeah. That's concerning. It's concerning in both cases, frankly. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we will keep a finger on those right. things. There yeah, is hell she... no ignorance. Yeah, she participated in the abuse. She was 30 when yep. she met Epstein. I agree, GB, 100%. Totally. But I think totally. the judge was wanting them to know, look, we don't even have to prove she knew. Yeah. She was there. How could she not have known? Totally. Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was kind of interesting. Totally agreed. Yep. I it'll be interesting to see how it plays out moving forward. Ugh, but, I was uh, just so hoping it was gonna be a verdict before Christmas on that. Me too. It's weird. Yep. Oh. Oh, Ashley said they're preparing for riots in Minnesota for the Prouder trial. I'm not surprised by that. Dang it. That is so hard. Yes. Well, we'll see on that one. I kind of am guessing we'll have an answer in Potter tomorrow, but. I hope so. I just don't. There's there's so much tension around this one that I just think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Alexis. Yeah. Uh, our website's right here on the screen. It's truecrimeparanormalpodcast.com. And there is a link there to suggest cases. So, yeah, you are welcome to just uh, send it to us that way. And we'll take a look. Yeah. Well, and the Super Chat is on. We appreciate Alexis very much. But yeah. anybody else that wants to drop us a little thank you for the holidays that's always appreciated oh for sure thanks you guys mm. so interesting stuff today i there's not a lot of new stuff but well but there is i wanted to talk a little bit about jessica mast so if yes. you guys remember mm-hmm. jessica mast we started reporting on her case last january jessica was 4 years old she was murdered by her parents and the neighbors uh, a year ago and just a few days before Christmas, like a year ago yesterday, I think. Yeah. And they were actually doing court today, Ethan and Mary, her parents, Ethan and Mary have both been charged uh, and have both gotten out on ankle bracelets and have spent most of this year living with family members, not in jail. Yeah. Now the other two accomplices uh, Courtney Amon and Ethan, yeah, Ethan Mast. Yeah. They both are in jail, both awaiting trial as well. So today, James and Mary both were supposed to be in, in court. And this morning, the judge delayed the preliminary until the end uh, of July. They, or sorry, of January. They just January pushing this back. It's just oh, they just why? Keep pushing it back. Uh, yeah, people in Missouri are getting very, very sick of this. Yeah. So, 
some of you will remember this case and some of you don't, but these people were religious extremists. They had left the Mennonite church and were uh, basically doing something a little bit more extreme on their own. And mm -hmm. the neighbors, Ethan and Courtney. So Ethan and his wife lived across the street and they had this young lady, Courtney Almond, living with them. Courtney had been living with James and Mary. Courtney, it seems, was maybe just kind of having affairs with everybody's husband. Yeah. And she had, it looked like, <laughs> maybe been having a thing with James. Ended up moving across the street with the neighbors. Courtney's young, like 21, 22. She's not very old. Anyway, Courtney and Ethan convinced James that his wife, Mary, had a demon. And that the only way to remove the demon was through daily beatings. So they'd been coming over every day and helping to beat Mary. Well, it wasn't good enough to just beat Mary. Then they decided that they also needed to be beating Mary's children because they couldn't get the demon completely out of Mary unless they beat the demon out of the kids too. So Jessica was the oldest. There was a toddler that was about two, a little boy and a new baby. And when Ethan... No, when James finally called the police and said that I, there was something that, that he thought that his daughter had died and the police came, the two-year-old was in a crib and had been beaten severely. Uh, the baby was okay. Mary also had been beaten severely, but had also been a part of the beatings that had been issued to poor little Jessica. And right. It's, it's also been confusing. Going on. Yeah, this had been going on for weeks, uh, at least two weeks that we know of. The day Jessica died, they had taken her out to a pond in December in freezing weather and basically drowned her. They they stripped her naked, held her down in the pond repeatedly, and then took her in the house and threw her on the floor in her bedroom. And she died uh, cold, alone, well, and abused, black and blue black and blue. It was a horrifying thing. So everybody got arrested and everybody got charged, which was a good thing. But here we are in now it's been a whole year. Nobody has paid the piper and we know these things take time. We do. They are well, all they haven't even not had the preliminaries. I mean, we're so yeah, not even having preliminaries. I just don't understand what is happening that's taking this so freaking long. You know, people think the judge in uh the Daybell case is permissive. I, the judge in Missouri has just allowed constant delays, constant pushing things back, yeah. constant changing of attorneys. And it kills me that James and Mary have both been out on bail nearly this whole year. Yeah. They murdered their four-year-old. Yeah. God, it's so sick. It is. Um, yep. It is so frustrating to me. Yeah, that we're at this place, and and it does make you question, what's the what's the motivation behind going so slow here for the prosecution? Yeah, and for the judge to be so permissive, I don't get it. I, me neither. We're talking about a brutal murder of a four year old. What yeah. is taking so long? Yeah. So, 
As always, RIP to poor little Jessica. This case absolutely sickened us when it first came out. And we're still sick and pissed and disgusted. So we'll keep watching it. I had been watching all day to see what happened in court. And to only to finally find an article that court was delayed yet again. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about her case today anyway, since it's been, it's her year anniversary. But yeah, I'd been thinking about it too, because I saw some stuff reminding me that it was. Yeah. Been a year. Gross. Yep. So there you go. Uh, We'll just keep watching that case, of course. I... There's a case that never happened for us that I wanted to share a little bit about tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we were preparing over the weekend to bring you a case about a missing college student at Snow College in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to share her name because she has asked to have her name removed from this because, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So uh, we're, I'm not going to share her name anymore. We did early before she was found, but I'm going to mm-hmm. just tell you the story. Uh, this young lady she's 19 she met someone online and was apparently going to uh go on a date with him and so she left her dorm in the evening like 9 30 at night didn't tell anybody where she was going per se just went uh kind of normal not a good practice really for young ladies but uh, a lot of them do it you know i mean she is an adult of course well she never came back And the next day, that was very weird for her. And the next day, her roommates decided something was wrong. So they alerted uh, authorities at the school that she was had not come back. Well, she wasn't answering her phone. They had footage of her leaving the dorm and that was it. They didn't know anything about what was going on with her. And so they contacted her family. Police were contacted and the search started. And there was a lot of social media coverage last week about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. The police were receiving some tips. The FBI got involved immediately and they were looking and looking for her. Well, the FBI was able to pull her phone records and discover that her phone had pinged in a little tiny town in Utah of a population of 500. So they went to that town and they just started knocking on doors. Well, while they were knocking on doors, they noticed a house that had a light on in the basement and a young girl in the basement with light brown hair who fit the description of our missing girl. So they knocked on the door and this creepy ass guy answers the door and tells him that he lives there alone. His name is Brent Brown. Well, they knew Brent was lying because there was a girl in the basement. So... They grabbed a search warrant. By the time they got back to the house, which I'm guessing they kept under surveillance, but Mm -hmm. they couldn't find her. Finally, they did find her in the basement. She was in the coal room. Apparently, that was an old house that's still heated by coal. She was naked and had been buried in coal. She's alive. Yeah. But she was kidnapped. She was sexually assaulted many times, horribly traumatized. She's alive. That's it. Uh, now, of course, uh, we're learning more about him. So he did meet her on in a chat room or on a dating site. He is 39 years old. And very, very richly this morning in court, he begged the judge to let him out on bail. Because if not, he's going to miss Christmas with his kids. Oh, my God. 
Brent Brown, I hope that you go to prison for an extremely long time. Yeah, like forever. And also, you shouldn't be around any minors. No. Ever. Ever. Well, and is this the first time? Right. Or is this the first time he took someone that was, that someone noticed? I mean. Yeah. So her name had been all over the news because she was missing. Now she's a sexual abuse survivor. And so her family is asking that news sources stop using her name. And so we are doing that as well. But this is Brent Brown. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say something probably very not appropriate, but is this little town a polygamist town? I don't know. Because he looks like some of the polygamists from Utah, that mm-hmm. mustache mm-hmm. and the beard and stuff. But the mustache particularly rings some I don't bells. Know. Not good Gross. Ones. Yep. Yeah. But guys, how could he miss Christmas with his children? God. Does that just make you, oh, it, it's just mm. everything, right? Yeah, it is. So he's been arrested and charged with obstruction of justice, aggravated kidnapping, rape, and object rape. Mm. Yeah. God almighty. Yeah, he needs to miss all the Christmases. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, now, you know. (laughs) What's that? Alexis says, oh, my God, if that facial hair was the last thing I ever saw in my life, I would be pissed. (laughs) Right. He is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. He needs to miss all the Christmases. And, you know, the judge did say, uh, yeah, hard pass, dude. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. And basically what the uh, police have indicated is that uh, there's a whole lot more where this came from in this case. We know the very minimum. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet. Because if he successfully, you know kidnapped her i just don't believe it's the first time i don't think it's the first time he's tried no way yeah yeah freaking creep no it's awful it's so gross he looks like he stinks yeah he he does actually yeah i I agree with you (laughs) he looks like he stinks yeah he does what an ass Mm -hmm. yep uh yes uh it it is his polygamous town it's I Loa, L-O-A, okay. in Wayne County. Yeah. See, he looks like those Southern Utah um, polygamists, that, mm-hmm. that facial hair. Yeah, he does. There's way more to this. This was wife number whatever, I'll bet you. Yep. There was something. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Ick. So there you have it. The thing with this case, so last weekend, what happened is that in a local group, I'd been seeing it and had been toying around uh, covering it anyway. And then in a local group, a girl posted that this was her aunt's niece and would everyone please share her missing plier. And I went, hey, you know what? I would I would gladly cover her case if I can get a little info. And she said, yes, right. I will get you. I'll talk to her mom. And she wrote me back and said, hey, I'm just getting some pictures and stuff together for you. And then I was gone for the day. And when I came home, there were notices that she'd been found. Yeah. And, but this is what gets, which is wonderful. Thrilled. Thrilled to not cover it. 
you know? But mm -hmm. this is the thing that really gets to me on this one. She's been found. She's fine. She's fine. She's safe. Okay, safe is fine. Alive is fine. She's not fine. fine. She's not Her fine. life is ruined. This is going to take a lot to recover from. A oh lot. God. It's horrifying. It kills me with victims that we do this. Well, at least she's alive, so she's fine. No, bro. No, not at all. Yep. The the PTSD from that experience will haunt her for the rest of her life. I mean, yep. oh my God. Absolutely. Yep. So I wanted to bring that one to you guys. You know, it's yet another cautionary tale for women, unfortunately, but also just because his name, his face deserves to be seen. This pig needs to be held accountable. Uh, yeah. And everyone needs to know his name and what he did. Absolutely. So we have lots more, but I wanted to talk about our sponsor for a moment first. Yes. So I absolutely recommend you check out Anna Luisa. Anna Luisa is the jewelry sponsor that we have, and they are awesome. So they have a link for us. So you can go over there. It's shop Anna Luisa slash true crime paranormal. If you want to go check it out, they have the prettiest stuff and I'm going to show you some of their stuff, but Christy, do you want to tell us a little bit about what they do? Sure. Um, I love them. Their pieces start at $39, which is really reasonable. Mm -hmm. And they are currently running the biggest sale of the year. So you can get 60% off on the second item that you purchase. Mm -hmm. If you go use true crime paranormal as our code. You know, I, I really like them also because they're very environmentally con conscious. They are carbon neutral and they are working on being water neutral. And they really, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want their production to harm the environment. And that's really, really a big part of, um, you know, what they put out there into the world. Well, and jewelry so, production and gemstone mining can be extremely so, toxic. Yeah. The environment also can be very dangerous to people. Yeah. 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 So I wanted to show you a little bit about, so this is the merch that I received from them. So the box, there's no plastic. No. It's a box that is made out of 100% recycled materials. And then every one of their pieces comes in a little reusable pouch like this. Mm -hmm. Which I think is really cool because, first of all, it's not plastic. They're mm -hmm. reusable. I'm thinking for travel and stuff like that. When your jewelry gets all muffed up, these are perfect. Well, yeah, because they snap shut. So they're really, um, yeah, they keep your stuff safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is a little set that I got. It's a star and a moon earrings. Are those cute? They're mm -hmm. little. They're all of their pieces are little. They're they're small. They're understated. They're really petite, and I really like that because uh, my little uh, arthritic body isn't interested in big, heavy jewelry at all anymore. I have a lot Agreed. of it, and I can't handle wearing it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I love Ana Luisa's stuff because I can, and it doesn't yeah. bother me. So they have a deal right now. They're ten percent off their whole store and sixty percent off of all of their last chance items. They also have a new line introduced every single Friday. So that's really fun. They cycle through pretty quick. So they have a lot of stuff on markdown that's kind of on its way out the door as new stuff's always coming in. It's pretty awesome. 
Well, yeah, one of their newest lines is the uh, their astrological line. You can see this. Yeah. It's hard to see it with the camera, but this is um, a necklace that I got for Rhonda. It's a Pisces symbol. Yeah. Because, well, she's a Pisces. I actually got a Sagittarius, too, for me, but it's not in here. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, anyway, it is analoisa.com slash paranormal if you want to check them out. Yeah, definitely do. All righty. Well, moving right along, we have got a bunch. Oh, uh, Gigi, how are my kids with their COVID? I think they're okay. Uh, Mike is testing negative. Matea went and got tested again tonight. Uh, as long as she can test clean tonight and clean in the morning, she can come home for Christmas. So we're waiting. She's feeling really good. She did get the antibodies a couple days ago and is feeling great. So fingers crossed that her test is negative so she can come home. Yeah, that, those antibodies make you feel like you can lift a car. I was... Uh huh. Holy crap. Yeah. I had a couple, I was sick, but I was also like, felt like I was like Arnold Schwarzenegger after getting those. So it does yeah. make you feel really good after get them. It does. So hopefully, thanks for asking. Yeah. We're just crossing our fingers that they can come home. And if so, then they'll come home tomorrow. So we'll see. Yay. It's going so. to be a full house over here. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All righty. Well, let's talk a little bit about Michael Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Michael Vaughn is the little guy, the six-year-old that is missing from Fruitland, Idaho. We did a story on him just last week. So investigators have just released that they just did another search. They searched a forest, ugh, wow, searched a forested area uh, about 20 miles from where he disappeared in Weezer, Idaho. Mm -hmm. And it didn't turn anything up, but they had a lead. And so they uh, checked that area out. They said that because last week there was a huge media dump and a lot of uh, coverage. They've at that time, they'd had about 500 leads. So now they've had about 750. So they're getting leads that they're following up on. You know, a lot of them turn out to be nothing, but they are working hard on it. So at any yeah, rate, just wish they could get some answers for, for Michael's poor family. Just yep. going into yeah. Christmas, missing your six-year-old child. I just, I can't imagine. Yep. Yep. The whole community has been really ruled by it. So just a reminder, he was last seen wearing a light blue Minecraft t-shirt and dark blue boxers and flip-flops. He is described as three feet, six inches tall, 50 pounds. He has blonde hair and big blue eyes, unforgettable Darling. blue eyes. Yeah. And his nickname is Monkey. So we will all continue to hold space for his family and just hope that at some point his mama gets some answers. Absolutely. It is a tough one. Yeah. GB, me too. It's a toughie. Yeah. Mm. But now, you know, that's, uh, that's what's going on there. Uh, we wanted to talk a little bit more about cannibalism in Idaho. <laughs> well, we kind of did because... We've learned some really interesting and really strange things. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> over dinner or, or late lunch this afternoon in a Mexican restaurant, our, <laughs> the kids were like, stop talking about cannibalism at the table. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Other people can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> this is what so it's funny. like to have, you know, moms and aunts that are true crime podcasters mm -hmm. because we talk about the craziest shit and sometimes our kids are like, Excuse me, but this is dinner. 
at Gringos. Shout out. Yeah. Oh, Garcia's. We were Garcia's. Garcia's. Yeah. Uh, but here's what we were talking about. And if you don't know, we did, uh, did Jeffrey Dahmer consult? He showed up, well, right? Kind of. I had a thought about him, but we'll get to that. We did. He was a part of the conversation. Uh, so you, if you saw our case last night or the broke last night or this morning, uh, there is a case involving cannibalism in Northern Idaho right now. It is disturbing and awful. And you guys can go watch that episode for all mm -hmm. of the, oh my Lord, I almost said the juicy details. That is not, nope, <laughs> not funny. And it was not on purpose. Ah, okay. Yes. But here's what we learned. We had learned that Idaho is the only state in the 50 that has a conviction, a felony conviction for cannibalism. Well, yeah, we, we you have can a apparently law gobble it. up your neighbor in any other state and it's fine. But in Idaho, no, you're going to jail. Right. Yeah. Well, and this came about in 1990. And so I had to go do go to the Googles because I was thinking, ooh, that's around the time that Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested. Maybe it was a reaction to Dahmer. No, he was arrested in 91. Yeah. This this law was enacted in Idaho in 90. So we had to do a little homework because why? Yeah. We thought maybe there was a case. Did something happen? Like why? Right. Yeah. Like what our legislators what? decide to do this, right? Yeah. Well, it was coming off of the 1980s Satanism scare. Remember yes. how they're used to, if every one of you didn't have some stories in your town about devil worshipers. Yes. You know, in the park at night or hiding out behind the Piggly Wiggly or whatever it is. Right. Every town back in the 80s and 90s, it was the devil worshipers. Yes. Nobody who knew who they were, right? That was yeah, they, no. the, the shadow was in the dark. No one knew anything about the devil worshipers, but we always heard the scary shit about the devil worshipers. Yes. Everything got blamed on them for a while. That's why Idaho enacted a cannibalism crime because they believed that devil worshippers were going to start cannibalism. Yes. Please observe yep. for a moment. This is Idaho. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So there you have it. That's why. Now I'm still amazed that no other states have picked up on this one, but here we are. So at any rate, uh, yeah. So there is a felony charge on this guy for cannibalism besides first degree murder. But right, yeah, modern day witchcraft trials. Yeah, no it, kidding. It really was, mm -hmm. you know, and it was so easy to pass off things that were happening in in small communities uh, as being done by the devil worshippers, you know, the satanic people or whatever. And then it just meant that the regular people that lived in those communities were getting away with their freaking crimes. It was just mm -hmm. ridiculous. What's funny is that this came from an article that is the most ridiculous law in every state from 2014. <laughs> well, 2014, now it's 2021 and we've had cannibalism. So now what are you going to say? Right. We actually have an actual case. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's However, true, yeah. there is, there is a, there's some space in the law. Okay. There's some space in the law to willfully ingest the flesh or blood of a human being in life or death situations. So if this is a Dahmer party kind of thing, you're good to go. Okay. Yep. But if not, yeah. 
Yep. The West Memphis Three. Could we do a reading on that someday? I know we've been asked about the West Memphis Three. We'll look into it. Yeah, we will. There's so many cases. It's just. Mm-hmm. And here we are all tripped up on freaky cannibalism. <laughs> no, I've read up some on the West Memphis Three. We really do. Let's do a. We need to do a cold read on that. Yeah, we do. We need to put it on our. Put it on our notes. Yes. Yep. So, believe it or not, all has been quite quiet in the Daybell matter. Yes. There has been nothing filed in Chad's case since the 9th of this month. Yeah. Which is amazing. And there's nothing been filed in Lori's case, I think, since about the same time, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, just nothing going, which is amazing. Yeah. Well, things winding down toward the end of the year, you know, that's why mm-hmm. I've been surprised we have these trials that do not have any, um, that their juries aren't back. I really yeah. didn't think we were going to go past Christmas on either of those cases. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yep. Crazy. Yep. So there is that. Yep. Well, Red Girl said we didn't have anything like that, but small southern towns are always sort of worried about double worship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours was the park. Yeah, yeah. There was this kids' play area at the park that was like an old west town. Yeah. Pretty benign in the daytime, but apparently that's where the devil worshiping was going on at night. Yeah. You were not to go there at night because it was very dangerous. We did a lot of times, and um, there weren't any devil worshippers there. Maybe it was us. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we were getting blamed. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Corin said, Occult Confessions did a fantastic series about the historical pattern and a deep dive on the satanic panic. Ooh. Interesting. We should look Interesting. into that. Because, yeah, yeah, it is okay. a real thing. And, yeah, it just cracks me up that that's why we have a cannibalism law. hmm Yeah. <sighs> However, Red Girl, you are reading my mind. She said, any new DNA resolution cases? Yes, ma'am. Yes, indeed. I'm you going to tell love you about the DNA one. for the win. Yes, a DNA for the win case. This one will bring you guys all kinds of hope. I promise. So, it is a rape that was solved in Albuquerque. Here's what's really cool about this case: not that it happened, but Mayor Kim Tim Keller, a guy named Tim Keller, took over as mayor in 2018 in Albuquerque. And what he discovered is that they had a backlog of 5,000 rape kits on the shelf. And he said, no, that is wrong. We aren't doing this. He and his office worked really hard to come up with enough funding. Uh, There's some grants and some stuff like that to get all of those rape kits processed. And they processed all 5,000 of them. Which is amazing because that Idaho, that's an epidemic as well. Oh, it's horrible here. Yeah. Horrible to get a rape kit process because we have one forensic lab for the whole state. Good luck. Yep. So Mm -hmm. huge props to this mayor for doing this. So by February of this year, the backlog was cleared. But (laughs) it threw 5,000 rape cases in the laps of the investigators that I uh, hadn't really been on them. 
So Albuquerque has three full-time detectives investigating only sexual assault cases and going through these. So mm -hmm. they've been using some uh, genealogical stuff, some DNA, to start working on some of these cases. So they have solved a rape. Uh, the, uh, the victim's name is MC. Of course, we don't know her name because we don't need to, you know. Mm -hmm. But she was just contacted just a few months ago that uh, they think that they have solved her rape. She was raped in 1995. Oh, my God. And has never heard anything. That yeah. is ridiculous. 26 years? Mm-hmm. So they had narrowed it down to one guy that they thought it was. It was one guy or his two brothers that all actually do live in Albuquerque or did live in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. So this guy by the name of Edward Gilbert Duran. So he still lives in Albuquerque. So they did what they do these days. They put him under surveillance. They watched him throw away a fork at a fast food restaurant. They snatched it out of the garbage and sent it in for DNA testing and verified that, yes, indeed, he did rape her. They also are linking his DNA to seven other cases. Oh, my God. So, yeah. And here's the thing in Albuquerque or in New Mexico. There is no statute of limitation Yay. on first-degree felony uh, rape charges. Good, 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 good. Yep. So he is being charged. This has just happened. He is being charged with hers and they're working on finding the other women so that they can let them know and then also charge him in some other rapes as well. So I think that's pretty amazing uh, on all fronts. The fact that the mayor came in and went, 5,000 rape kits that haven't been processed? Hell no. We're processing those. That's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. We need way, way more of that. Yeah. So huge props to him. I mean, not that he should need them. This should be status quo. But still, right. good. And he'll keep it that way now, you know. Mm -hmm. And also to the detectives who are working full-time on these cases to get them solved and not just let all these sexual assaults just fall by the wayside. Right. But think about this. They're linking him to at least seven other cases, and that's probably a drop in the bucket. He's a serial right. rapist yeah, that has been operating for, well, at least 26 years that we know of God. and has never been brought to justice because the rape kits have never been processed. Like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely. So there you go. So I wonder about her. I, I thought about her a lot when I read that article. Does this bring her closure? Does it just open up a wound? Does it make her, you know, where do you go with this? When you were it, raped that many years ago, your case was thrown directly on a shelf, never really investigated, certainly never solved. And 26 years later, you get a call out of the blue. Hey, uh, remember when that happened to you? She had opened her window to let her cat out. And a man forced himself through the window and raped her. God. Yeah. It would be really hard not to just have a lot of anger and be like, fuck off, idiots. You know, like, why would, you know, yeah. at this point, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that she feels many things around this. I'm sure. I'm sure. But I can't imagine this isn't a re-traumatization in some ways. 
Sure. You know, but I, I do too, GB. I hope she does get justice and does get to see his ass go to jail, especially for the mere fact that it sounds like this guy had done a whole bunch of this. And I yeah. hope that everyone oh. who was raped by him gets justice. And I hope he never sees the light of day again. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Most definitely. So there's a DNA for the win. Red girl, yes. There's an article saying that DNA genealogical testing, uh, they're getting ready to use that in John Bonet's case. Here's my but, question. Why have we waited so fucking long? I don't know. I was thinking that too. Well, there's been, here's my hang up on that. There have been a lot of uh, stories about this case, and some of them say there really wasn't any DNA evidence. Others are saying that there was inconclusive DNA evidence. We don't know. We don't know. But they're saying that it's possible that that's coming. So we'll certainly be excited to see it happen. Gosh, would that be crazy to finally solve that? Well, Red Girl, right. How many crimes could have been committed had they processed the freaking kit in the first place? Right, right. Of course, in 95, they didn't have the DNA technology to solve it, probably. But, you know, but yes. We will but never know because they shouldn't never have waited twenty six effing years. Oh my god, that makes me so angry. You, you don't even want to know what the backlog is in Idaho. It's so ridiculous that. Yep, it's why sexual assaults don't get reported because there's no point in it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is another sign that women take the back seat in our world. The oldest case they had on the shelf was eighty eight, nineteen eighty eight. Oh, god. Yeah. So go mayor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, guys, that is what we've got. That's what's up. A kind of a weird true crime week. Yeah. Holiday and, you know, just these cases that are just sitting in limbo. It's all a little bit crazy right now. So we will see. But we're not taking a break for the holiday. We'll be here. So. Tomorrow night at 7 p.m. is the psychic hour. It is not going to be an hour. We're going to be a little brief tomorrow night because we do have our secret Santa drop off tomorrow night after the psychic hour. So, but we will be here. Uh, Mm -hmm. We'll do some readings. We'll do a little uh, energy work. I think group work to just get everybody. That's what I was thinking is like a group read, a group balancing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, you're in charge. What am I speaking for? Yeah. I kind of have a plan. (laughs) Uh, A group group balancing. I think we'll do a healing circle and just a general reading for everyone and and call it a day. Um, So I think it'll be great. It'll give everybody what they need and it will get us out of here in time to go do our delivery too. Yeah. Lots of big doings going on. Yeah. So that'll be at 7 p.m. Thursday night. And then we'll be back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday next week with all of our regular cases. Mm-hmm. Next Thursday night on the Psychic Hour, do not forget, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Our dear friend Kelly McLean is coming. She is an extremely talented astrologer. And she has been analyzing the charts of Lori, Chad, and Alex. I love this. I asked her if she'd do Lori and Chad. And she came back and said, wait a minute. What about the creepy brother? I said, oh, Alex? And she goes, yeah, he has to be in the mix. She said, I have to see his chart. I, I think she's and totally yes. right on that. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's she's doing Thank all you, three. Christy. Thank you, Christy. Uh, we got all the birth info we could get. We couldn't get birth time. But there's just no way to get them. But we had everything else. So that's 
that's as close as we can get. And it's going to be amazing. So that'll be next Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain. You guys want to come. You will love Kelly. She's hilarious. And oh, she's she great is. at what she does. She is. She is going to lay it on us. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh -huh. Partly because she hasn't followed the Daybell case very closely. And so I like that because it's a very clean read from her because she yeah. just, she's not intimately acquainted with all these fools like you guys are and we are. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so she's going to so see it more from a perspective of, you know, just their, just what their charts say about who they are. Yeah. It's going to be super interesting. Yep. Oh, Renee says she told her husband what we said last time about her. He agreed and said that we were spot on. Yep. <laughs> well, you guys, take care of yourselves. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thanks for being here. As always, like, share, follow, and come follow us on Patreon if you aren't already. We, <laughs> oh, we had a case that we put out last night on Patreon that is the serial killer Santa. Holy. Yeah. Bonkers. Go, go do Patreon. You won't be sorry. Yeah. yeah. It's a great way to support us, too. It and you get free content. You get uh -huh. extra content for it. So mm -hmm. if you just go yeah. to Patreon and look for True Crime Paranormal, you'll find us there. Yep. And thanks you so much, ladies, for the super chat as well. Mm -hmm. All righty. Well, that'll be it. So you have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with Katie and Christy. Thanks so much for being here, guys, and take care. Bye, guys. Mm -hmm.